This week we love you, and you know, with Star Wars Episode 5, The Empire Strikes Back, this is Body Counts and Beer. Hello and welcome to another edition of Body Counts and Beer. I'm Mark Rosendahl. I am Patrick Bromley. I am R2J Row. God, oh, I mean, they that are... was like better than some of the other ones. I, I'm not gonna lie, that yeah, was that actually was, pretty good. Was, I mean, as it far does as they go. It does contain the least amount of my name. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's true, and I do like that. Listeners at home, write in and tell me who I am. Yeah. <laughs> Listeners at home, write in and tell us how much of John's name you'd like to hear. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and this week, on we are continuing our ongoing live coverage of the Star live. Wars saga. <laughs> it's always live. We'll do it live! Uh, and with this week, we are discussing uh, Star Wars Episode Five: The Empire Strikes Back. Boy, howdy. Indeed. Oh, they strike back. They they strike back hard. Serious. Uh, And like all movies, it begins yellow text floating through space. (laughs) I like to read my movies. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I don't want to have to watch a lot of it. I just want to get some text. (laughs) And I appreciate that it's no more than like four sentences. That's pretty good. They are really long sentences, though. Each yeah. sentence is actually a paragraph. Yeah. They are. That is true. They are James Joyce level sentences. <laughs> they are Ulysses level sentences. Uh, and the little opening crawl explains to us that. Oh, little opening crawl! He's so cute. What a guy! Get up here, little opening crawl! You get up on here on Uncle George's lap. You need to yeah. get burped, little opening crawl. Get a little cranky. <laughs> And the opening crawl explains to us that even though uh, the Empire has had their Death Star blowed up, they are still definitely a threat to the Rebellion. Yeah, that's the first word. Empire, still definitely a threat. Definitely <laughs> in big block letters. Yes, totally, guys. We are not overcompensating for anything. <laughs> now, the, uh, the Rebel Alliance now is on uh, the ice planet of Hoth. The movie begins with a couple of little probe droids being shot down onto the planet. And we're on the ice planet of Hoth, and we see Luke Skywalker. Whoa, 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 whoa. What planet are we on? Hoth? And what's its defining characteristic? Ice? Okay, I just wanted to make sure that we were clear for the listening audience. Yeah. So here we are, on the ice planet of Hoth. That's the one. The only ice planet of Hoth. Um, There's no Hoth 2? Electric Boogaloo? With ice? No, but there is. is. I'll have my Hoth on the rocks. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Now I want that Hoth Mm. too. I don't always drink Hoth, but when I do, I make sure to get it on ice. Those Mm. Hoth One Springs are bullshit, I'm telling you. I do remember the original. As a six year old going to see Hoth on ice. (laughs) Oh, yeah, the Hoth Capades. Yeah, Yeah. it was the sequel to uh, History of the World Part One, right? Definitely. No, I remember that one. Those are all quality. <laughs> I prefer Hoth Dry. Remember Bud Ice, Bud Dry? It's a beer thing. Bud Dry? You remember Bud Dry? <laughs> oh, yeah, it was man. just a can of sand. <laughs> right? I just, I'm picturing like Budweiser in bullion cubes. <laughs> he was like mm. drop it in a glass and pour in water, yeah, it's what and the, you've got a beer. It's what the fucking astronauts took up to space. <laughs> So Luke Skywalker uh, riding his Tauntaun, a uh, kangaroo llama b- r- beast of burden Boy, monster. it sounds stupid when you say it out loud. Yeah, it's an ice camel. 
Yeah, ice camel. Yeah, it's a yeah. two. It's a bipedal ice camel with yeah. big horns. Yeah, it's pretty cool. They're uh, riding through uh, Hoth, an ice planet. I don't know if I mentioned that before. Yeah, no, very icy. And um, there's some meteors, and he calls up his buddy Han Solo, still played by Harrison Ford. Luke, still <laughs> played won't by Mark Hamill. Him until the seventh one, <laughs> where they replace him with an angry, apathetic robot. <laughs> Who also starred in uh, Blade Runner, right? That's correct. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And the upcoming Blade Runner 2049. Ooh. This podcast will age well. <laughs> uh, and basically, Han's like, let's go back. And Luke's like, I'm going to check out this meteor. And he's like, all right. And <laughs> well, Luke, you're a big boy. You can check out the meteor if you want. Yeah. And Commander Skywalker, uh, now a commander in the Rebel Alliance because he blew up one spaceship. But he, like, really blew it up. And it was a big spaceship. Remember that uh, Red Leader could only peck it on the surface. Yeah, That's true, that's true. Yeah, you gotta get a lot of points for blowing that up. (laughs) It's a triple score. Yeah, no. Mm -hmm. It's like the UFO in Space Invaders. Right. (laughs) So yeah, so Luke uh, goes to investigate a little bit. And he is immediately beset by the furry fists of vengeance of the Wampa, a space Bigfoot type thing. I just like that you assume that they have somehow wronged the Wampas. Uh, they moved on to their home planet, started tearing down their uh, uh, habitat and building shield generators and guns and ships, flying around with ships and their That's pollution. right, I, I am forgetting that yeah. famous Wampa line of there's no war here unless you brought it with you. <laughs> wampa Wampa. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I assume they killed Yukon Cornelius. <laughs> God, I hope so. <laughs> Yukon Cornelius is the worst. <laughs> oh man, I hate that movie. <laughs> we watch it, we watch it every year and like only this year, my wife, like, she loves it. And only this year was she like, oh, it's really long. And I was <laughs> like, oh, mo- no, kidding? <laughs> Wait, what movie is this? Romance in the Stone? Yeah. Uh, no, uh, it's uh, uh, the sequel. Um, romance Harder? <laughs> uh, Ju- A good day to romance hard. <laughs> Seducing the post. Clear, <laughs> clear and present romance. Um... Yeah, that Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer movie is absolute garbage. Um, <laughs> Come at us, Rass and or Bank. Right? That was a Rass and Bank. I have no it's idea. It's Rankin and Bass. No, that doesn't sound right. <laughs> that can't be right. <laughs> I think well, you're right. It is. No, it is Rankin yeah, and Bass. Rankin and Bass. So anyways, Luke Skywalker got fucking face punched by a space Bigfoot <laughs> and uh, taken back to his cave. Meanwhile, Han Solo back at the Rebel base. He's like, I gotta leave. I owe a lot of money to Jabba the Hutt. Even though in the, let's say, two years between the beginning of this movie and the end of the last movie, I haven't, you know, stopped off to pay him back with that big reward I was loading onto my (laughs) Millennium Falcon. Right. (laughs) No, he's just gonna take off and Leia's like, boo, don't leave. And he's like, you don't want me to leave because you love me. She's like, no, I don't want you to leave because you're good at your job. And he's like, yeah, right. They have like a little sexual tension thing going on. They do have a real uh, taming of the shrew kind of thing going back and forth, which I just now realized what a fucking misogynistic name for that series of events. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, this woman's real witty. You gotta tame that fucking shrew. Yeah, you do. (laughs) 
Got to get her under heel. Put her right in her place. <laughs> you marry yeah. her until she's no longer interesting. <laughs> marry her and tell it. Well, I don't uh, think anyone has ever. I don't think uh, anyone has ever claimed that Shakespeare was friend to women. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, no kidding. What are you talking about? Lady Macbeth, totally a stable character. Yeah, totally. Not a trope of the manipulative seductress at all. No, definitely not. <laughs> so, anyways... Uh, listening audience, I think we're about to die. <laughs> no, everything's fine. Just because the light turned off, John, doesn't By mean we're itself. about to die. No, it's because I'm sitting on the couch weird. Leave it alone. <laughs> <laughs> we have a really, I just really like that sophisticated you are... sound booth here. No, I just like that apparently Mark was cursed by a gypsy. <laughs> that if he sits on a couch weird, all sources of light will go dark. It's uh, true, actually. Yeah, John, it's because I broke her Dreamcatcher. Yeah. Well, you shouldn't have done that. Lawrence Kasdan hasn't even written Dreamcatcher yet. <laughs> That'll be the uh, the eighth movie we watch for this series, right? Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's... It comes right between Empire Strikes Back and uh, Return of the Jedi. <laughs> I like that you... Uh... Oh, so we're watching it next. Shut up, Patrick. Oh. <laughs> uh, whoops. I will stop talking now. <laughs> Jesus, guys, the lights go out once and we're already way off course. <laughs> Maybe you yeah, shouldn't have brought it up. Also, we were totally on course before. <laughs> well, the audience was going to be full of questions about where the lights went unless we addressed it on air. <laughs> So, anyways, uh, Han finds out that Luke has not checked in yet. He hasn't come back. Which is very unlike Luke. He is a stickler for checking in. Yeah, he's huge on the check-in board. Now Luke hanging upside down in an ice cave while Space Bigfoot Wampa's eating Luke's Tauntaun, having a nice little Tauntaun buffet. And uh, saves Luke for uh, later, because he knows that if he eats both the Tauntaun and the human, he's just never going to forgive himself. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, he's counting points. He's on the old Weight Watchers program there. He's having a lot of stress at work, so it's nice for him to look forward to a little treat later. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Luke awakens uh, and tries to reach for his lightsaber, but it's out of his grasp. So he instinctively knows to reach out and use the Force to bring it to him, even though nobody taught him this skill. Uh, uh, in the comics, if you bothered to read them, which are now canon, you'll learn that he actually found a whole bunch of Jedi artifacts from the, from the fucking hut that is obsessed with finding Jedi artifacts. You couldn't even <laughs> keep a straight face while you I explained that to us. It was like halfway, halfway through, you were just like, I, this is the dumbest thing I've ever said. Because but I, I will <laughs> sally forth and continue. I heard, uh, I felt a disturbance in the force as if a thousand listeners were punching me in the face. <laughs> And um, I was suddenly quiet. <laughs> <laughs> so Luke uh, force pulls his lightsaber to him, cuts himself free of the ice, falls down. The Wampa attacks, and he cuts the Wampa's arm off. Because what's a Star Wars movie without somebody losing an arm? I mean, I'm gonna, really, uh, uh, I have no idea. Probably like an Indiana out. Jones movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah exactly. Yeah. Good call, guys. Yeah, well a lot played. like that. A lot like that. Thanks for answering You gotta fucking give us these questions in advance, yeah. idiot. <laughs> I forgot to do the pre-interview. Yeah, I'm sorry. Right. <laughs> so Luke, uh, Luke stumbles out of the cave into the uh, bracing cold of soon-to-be night. And just before he passes out, 
he he sees a ghost of Obi-Wan Kenobi. A ghost Actually, uh, at the end of the movie, they take off the mask, and it turns out it was that crooked real estate agent <laughs> the whole time. Whole Mr. Time. McGillicuddy. Yeah, and he's got some real estate he wants to sell, Luke, in Dagobah. <laughs> I'm sorry, Patrick, just to be clear, the joke was that it was a Scooby-Doo episode. Did no, you get that? I was going to go for Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross after that. I don't know why you would. Those two have nothing to do with but each other. But they have crooked real estate agents. <laughs> what are you talking got about? You there. Alec Baldwin was straight as an arrow in that flick. <laughs> All he wanted to do was give away those steak knives. <laughs> but those were only for second place. <laughs> It's That's like, true, because well, he wants goes to the Baldwin. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, just before Luke passes out, he sees the ghost of his old friend Obi-Wan Kenobi, or Ben, as he keeps calling out for him. And he's like, you gotta go to the Dagobah system and train with Yoda, the guy who instructed me. And Luke's like, uh, or I'm just gonna pass out, because it's freezing and you're not really addressing that concern. Yeah, I mean, it is pretty cold. And he does. He passes out. Yeah. True uh, to his word. Yep. <laughs> Luckily, he is soon found by Han Solo, who, to keep him warm, uh, cuts open his now dead Tauntaun with Luke's lightsaber and shoves Luke inside of its steaming carcass yeah, full dude. of wet milk-covered balloons. Yeah, yeah, he went to fucking Space Boy Scouts and knows basic survival training. <laughs> the Tauntaun does have a strangely translucent and milky inside. Yeah. He look, you know, it looks like the interior of uh, the uh, the evil android from Alien, the Ian yeah, Holm. The, oh, yeah, 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 with yeah. all the milk. Yeah. yeah, with all the milk. But I like how cows have four stomachs, and apparently Tauntauns nothing but intestines. Nothing but Just intestines. Eight miles of intestines <laughs> <laughs> to process all that snow they eat. <laughs> <clears throat> now it is morning time. And the Rebel Alliance snow speeders are out in force because literally only took 45 minutes for them to get the speeders back up and running. Yeah, they acclimated them to the cold. I don't see what you're not getting about this. <laughs> they gave them little warm cocos and little earmuffs <laughs> and sent them on their merry little way. Were there marshmallows in the cocoa? Look, we're not made of marshmallows. We're the Rebel Alliance. All right? <laughs> we're barely getting by. Fair enough. Fair enough. You the go to the Empire for marshmallows. But, but don't! <laughs> Uh, so Han uh, and Luke are rescued by the Rebel Alliance. They're taken... rescued by Rogue Two, the sequel to Rogue One. Yeah. In theaters now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes. Um, by the time this comes out, though, probably not anymore. Um, uh, no, this podcast is coming out to uh, coincide with Rogue Two, right? That's the whole reason we started this. <laughs> is it? Yeah, we timed this all perfectly. <laughs> did we? We sure did. Oh, Patrick, I don't want to break it to him. Let's move on. Uh, <laughs> what, guys? What? Nothing. Also, Nothing. Uh, you guys said you were bringing my dog up to a farm upstate. I'd like you to bring him back because I really miss him a bunch. No, he's oh. like so happy. Upstate, oh, yeah, John. Frolicking. I, yeah, and, uh, crazy happy. Well, just write down the address so I can go visit him. That's all I want. Oh, yeah. No, I'll get that out of the file. Yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, it's 1060 West Addison. Where is that, actually? That's Wrigley Field. Oh, is it? That's Blues Brothers. Uh, That's the fake address they give in Blues Brothers. Oh, nice, nice. All right, guys, if we're going to reference other movies, we really have to warn each other. (laughs) (laughs) So far, none of us have been on the same page. Orange Whip? Orange Whip? (laughs) 
Three orange whips. <laughs> we did it. So so Luke is back. He's now hanging out in uh, back to tank, uh, being healed by the soothing healing waters of Bacta. And he gets taken out, and everything's cool. And uh, Han and Leia have a little bit of a back and forth. A tete-a-tete? Yeah, and then Leia's like, you think I like you? You're crazy. Let me go make out with this other guy real quick. Uh, so she kisses Luke long and hard. Well, to be yeah. fair, Leia almost immediately leaves the room after that, and we do not know what she's thinking. So she could be totally grossed out. Yeah. And I mean, clearly she's putting on a show to piss off Han. Plus, Luke has been raised in a farm. He doesn't know the ways of a woman yet. Ooh. That's true. Yeah. That's true. So, uh, the, uh, one of the probe droids that the Empire sent... Uh, has found the rebel base, and Luke or Han and Chewie go out into the snow, shoot it down, and they realize that the Empire is here. Star Destroyers are entering their space. We cut back up to the big Star Destroyer, the Executor. Or the Executor, depending on how you want to say it. Right, yeah, yeah. Because there's the Executor, which is, it makes sense. It's a big, giant, super Star Destroyer. Probably executes a lot of things. Yeah, it blows a lot of stuff up. The Executor also makes sense, because it is clearly the boss of all the Star Destroyers. That's true. It has the most powerful force in all the galaxy. Power of attorney. Yeah. <laughs> That's where all the actuaries are. And Vader appears to keep his weird egg that he sits in silently. Yeah. <laughs> It's the only place he feels truly yeah. by himself. He's got like a totally metal Fortress of Solitude thing going on. Yeah. <laughs> well, he read uh, a lot of self-help books. Yeah. you got to make time and space for yourself. Yeah. I assume it's completely hyperbaric in there. Like, there's no sound. There's no uh, There's no external stimulus at all. Yeah, like the thing Michael Jackson slept in. Yeah. He just puts on that tape of just, you are somebody. <laughs> yeah. You're important. Yeah. You're a very big <laughs> Sith Lord. And then, you know, old Peter, Paul, and Mary albums. Uh, then the AT-ATs show up and this is everybody's favorite Star Wars video game level the only good level in Shadows of the Empire shut up it's a shit game for dumb people you're a shit person for (laughs) dumb games shut up shut up dynamite comeback man (laughs) I smart you dumb yeah John Rooney you have been shown sir listen listen we've all made a lot of great arguments we have a lot to think about in any case, so uh, giant the, metal empire snow camels, yeah, with right. guns. <laughs> the Battle of Hoth commences. Hoth, by the way, I don't know if I've mentioned this before. Ice planet, <laughs> yeah, uh, planet made of ice. <laughs> uh, so the Battle of Hoth begins, uh, and this is kind of one of the really amazing Star Wars action sequences. It is absolutely unparalleled. It is the first ground battle in Star Wars, release order-wise. Sure, yeah. Because uh, we've only seen space battles up until this point, and it is also one of the first big special effects sequences to happen in snow, which the conventional wisdom at the time was you don't do, like, composites on snow because it's so hard to keep the white consistent, and it's right. really difficult to hide those matte lines and everything like that. And to be fair, when this movie first came out, all of the cockpits for the snowspeeders were kind of transparent. <laughs> oh yeah, matte lines everywhere. And that's one of the nice fixes of these special editions. They kind of cleaned up some of those effects there to just make everything a little clearer, a little crisper, uh, and way cooler. Uh, and so basically the Rebels got their uh, snowspeeders out there, and they're taking fire at the, the AT-ATs, or at-at, whatever, whatever kind of monster yeah, you at, are. Yeah, at-at if you're at, a at. terrible human. Yeah. It's always an at-at. They're all at-ats, by the way. Then what do you call an ATST? At-at. 
<laughs> what are you calling ATCT? At at. Just don't call me late for at dinner. At. <laughs> Sorry, I wanted to set up my own punchline. Nice. Good work. I realized that we were getting into the rhythm of a bit, but we had nowhere to go with it. Solid work, everybody. Yeah. Solid work. Good teamwork. So uh, what was it? Uh, Del Close who said, when in doubt, just yell a punchline real loud. <laughs> Oh, man. So the Rebels uh, are taking out the AT-ATs by using harpoons and tow cables and uh, swing them. You know this battle. Everyone knows it. It's great. (laughs) You're right. Let's just skip to best kill. (laughs) Luke gets uh, his gunner gets shot down. His buddy Dax. Dax. Dax is uh, really excited to be out there and just does nothing. I kind of feel like it's his first mission because he's full of that boundless, youthful naivety and optimism. He's real eager for action. Uh, he clearly didn't see Rogue One, so he has no idea what he's up against. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and he just gets fucking shot in the face uh, in his little gunner seat. He died the way he lived, trying to stabilize fire control. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, now we have uh, Luke eventually has to abandon his speeder, and uh, we get a really... Yeah, he gets shot down. Yeah. He gets shot down, and then he goes on the coolest universal attraction of all time. If only it was real. I know. If this is not ever put into that, like, Star Wars land that they're putting in Orlando, I will personally go on, (laughs) I don't know, some kind of something. Yeah, because... I'll just burn it down. The insurance (laughs) of letting you, like, uh, bat grappling hook up an AT-AT and throw a grenade in something is totally gonna be fine for everybody. Just, like, fucking strap me in first. (laughs) Yeah. Great. I mean, to be fair, have you ever been on one of those universal attractions? I they mean, do no. not care about your safety <laughs> one bit. They are trying to kill you. That's true. I've lost several family members to the Jaws ride. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just worried about giving passengers a grenade. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't want to do it. Maybe. Uh, Patrick, it's a thermal detonator. <laughs> There's a difference. Actually, no, that is not a thermal detonator. We don't see those until Return of the Jedi. And John, they are spherical. God and, uh, damn it, that, John. That mark is a grenade. Regular. I mean, it's not one of those potato mash. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just kind. like, uh, excuse me. Uh, Drive through. I'd like one regular grenade. Regular. No, don't supersize me. Regular grenade. Ah, you know what? You only live once. Extra spicy. Nah, fuck it. Chicken grenade. <laughs> So, uh, meanwhile, the uh, Empire is, they're trying to blow up the shield generator. Yeah, they're they're striking back a whole bunch. Yeah, and they're blowing the shit out of Rebel Ground Troops. Oh, yeah. It is awesome. Yeah, Uh, bad news, Rebel Ground Troops. Yeah, Han and Leia are trying to get out of the Rebel base. Unfortunately, a giant uh, cave-in happens, and he's got to get her out on the Millennium Falcon. Which a ship that an hour ago he was like, I'm leaving right now, and now requires extensive repairs before they can take off. Yeah, I mean, I, to be fair, Chewie and Han were kind of working on the ship previous to this, and it seemed to be having some trouble. Is there not a time where the Millennium Falcon needs extensive repairs? Um, no. It, I mean, uh, it's been a minute since I've seen Return of the Jedi, but it's pretty much always getting repaired, right? <laughs> I think Return of the Jedi is actually at its peak efficiency, and that's when it loses its radar dish. (laughs) (laughs) The one time everything's actually working fine, and big old Billy D. 
Oh. Well, anyways, um, (laughs) everyone's laughing because the lights once again went out because I adjusted myself on the couch. Oh, we're going to have to edit this part out. Uh, Edit out the light gags, everybody. Just edit out all the things that's not us talking about lights. (laughs) Gold. We're really breaking through some new ground. We're the first visually uh, competent podcast. (laughs) So the uh, Han Solo and uh, Princess Leia and Chewbacca, C-3PO, they all escape on the Millennium Falcon just before Darth Vader's about to get to them. Uh, The Rebel Alliance in their speeders almost take out the AT-ATs. Unfortunately, they blow up the shield generator and now it is full retreat for the Rebels. Luke goes back and meets up with R2-D2 and his X-Wing. And he goes up into space, and he's on his way to the Dagobah system to train with Yoda. So yeah, we've got a classic uh, kind of model for Star Wars movies where it's kind of two sets of characters that have split off and are kind of doing their own thing until the story brings them back together at the end. Right, yeah. yeah. And so Han and Leia and crew, they're getting chased by Imperial ships. Uh, they end up uh, caught into a, a meteor shower type thing um an asteroid, an asteroid belt, belt. belt. Yeah. some yeah. people call them meteor showers mm, i like meteor showers yeah is that just showers with meat is yep. the yeah. water meat yeah or absolutely you no okay. that's you stand in the tub yeah. and someone throws meatballs on top of your head yep. it's fantastic <laughs> it's really good yeah. man porn's gotten weird <laughs> <laughs> yeah but so good though <laughs> <laughs> we truly live in a golden age. Yeah, no. <laughs> what is that line from Con Air? You can tell a lot about the quality of a society based on how it treats its pornography. <laughs> uh, and meanwhile, so uh, Han and Leia, they kind of duck and they evade the Imperials. Nice little space chase in between the asteroids. Eventually, Han and Leia and crew duck the Millennium Falcon into a little cave on an asteroid. And what I love is throughout all of it, uh, even though it's a very high-stress situation, Leia could not be more annoyed at everything that's happening right now. Like, she never drops the fact of, like, Han Solo, you're kind of a shitbag. I'm not super happy to be here. Huge yeah, eye rolls yeah. when the You're uh, making uh, all the wrong decisions work. all the time. <laughs> what are you even doing? How have you survived this long? <laughs> I am, by the way, a general in an army <laughs> with extensive training. I've lost all of my family and loved ones one movie ago. But what do I know? I'm only Leia Organa, the most powerful military leader in the galaxy right now. (laughs) But fine. Fly your little ship into an asteroid field, I guess. (laughs) Meanwhile, uh, Luke crash lands on Dagobah. And uh, there's a little business with R2-D2 where he gets eaten by a swamp monster. Spits him out. Again... All droid abuse, funny. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, no, great. When George Lucas is just shitty to droids for no reason, it is always the best. <laughs> and then we get uh, Luke finally meets Yoda. Well, we don't know he's Yoda yet, but you fucking know it's Yoda. Yeah. <laughs> You've seen all the merchandise. You know who Yoda is. Yeah. You've seen that Seagulls video. Uh, uh, and what I absolutely popular. love about Yoda is that he, the first time he meets Luke, this is clearly the first time he has had a conversation in about 40 years, and the way he decides to play it is, 
It'll be a real shitbag for a while. <laughs> yeah, right. This is a 900-year-old dude. Yeah. It's like, you know what? The fuck with this blonde kid. See if he can take it. Well, I mean, technically he sits around talking to, like, Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon all the time. Playing, like, cribbage or whatever. Like, <laughs> force people do. <laughs> not pod racing. Yeah, not, yeah. Nope. T-16. Backgammon. Uh, ghost hands, man. Ghost hands. <laughs> So Yoda shows up uh, and feigns uh, senility or something? Uh, some kind of like quirky abnormality of some sort. It's not really clear what his goal is with acting this way. Yeah, yeah it's just, I mean, no, though, his, his it could goal be, is... guys, it could be just asshole. Like Yoda, <laughs> just a little bit of an asshole. Like, I've been sitting around for years, I feel like being an asshole. I mean, I get it. He sat on the Jedi Council for, I'm presuming, hundreds of years right. and never got to let us, like, asshole flag fly right and now that he's been in exile for all this time he finally finally has a moment to like really just be shitty to one guy and he takes advantage of it yeah. he's, been, he's been working great. on his uh fucking andy and, kaufman and material let's remember <laughs> let's remember what happened the last time obi-wan kenobi was like no we totally have to train this guy <laughs> hey Yoda, I brought you another kid I yeah. want to train. Yeah, sure you e- did. This one's even older. And he, um, don't worry, he's still a Skywalker. The so old good. fucking Kenobi eye for talent. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, that wasn't his fault in episode one. Qui-Gon just like... He takes the first girl home in the club that he sees. <laughs> Whereas Luke is like the Luke is the lady at the four AM bar at the end of the night. <laughs> like your last choice. Uh, I guess. Oh, the moisture farmer. <laughs> Fine. I mean I put in all this effort and I feel like if I cut my losses it'll be just worse for wear, so yeah. I guess we're going home. Yeah. So Yoda fucks with Luke a little bit, doing his best Tony Clifton impersonation. Uh, uh throwing his stuff around, stealing his lanterns, yeah. making fun of his rations. Fighting his droids. <laughs> oh, Just I love it. Pounding on R2D2 <laughs> with a stick. Classy. And Until Luke eventually has... uh, Luke and uh, Yoda get back to Yoda's little hut. Yeah, Yoda's, Yoda says, like, look, you're. Uh, Luke says, I'm looking for a great Jedi. And Yoda's like, oh, I know who that is. You're talking about Yoda. Let's go grab some food and I'll totally take you to him. And, and yeah. uh, Luke, with his uh, great forethought, is just like, you know what? That sounds pretty good, guy who's been making it his mission yeah. to fuck with me this whole time. <laughs> Let's go to your house unaccompanied. Yeah. You stay outside, R2-D2. <laughs> it's only all of the raining. <laughs> so they go inside. Uh, there's snakes all over the place. Luke oh, has some snake soup. Yeah. He's a little su- a little stew. Uh, and with some fresh crushed oregano, right? Yeah, yeah. I can only assume it's as good as what Crocodile Dundee makes. In Crocodile Dundee, <laughs> as opposed to Crocodile Dundee two, in- as opposed to Crocodile Dundee two, where he makes nothing. Yeah, uh, or makes- Crocodile Dundee three, Lightning Jack. <laughs> <laughs> no, they've made a real Crocodile Dundee three. Yeah, Lightning Jack. It's no, a different movie. <laughs> Damn it. Lightning. Oh, I'm sorry. You're talking about Kangaroo Jack. My fault. <laughs> Is it Mad Max? I think it's actually the Crocodile Dundees. <laughs> please, please, it's Crocodiles Dundee. <laughs> Is it just 
just about a crocodile who owns a VHS copy of Crocodile Dundee? <laughs> that, <laughs> that serves an idea. You guys want to come back to my place and watch Crocodile Dundee? We've seen it so many times. We are done with that movie. That's not a knife. I know. This is a knife. We know. Even if we haven't seen the movie, which we have, we've seen 90s pop culture that parodied that to hell and back. We get the joke. Oh. We get it. John, John hates alligators. That's just the way it is. Crocodiles. I got no problem with alligators. It's crocodiles and they know what they did. How do you feel about caimans? Ambivalent. <laughs> So, Luke, and... (laughs) I swear to God, every time you say Luke, I think you're going to say Luke Cage. (laughs) And now I want someone on the internet to make that happen. (laughs) Well, sweet Christmas. Luke and Yoda... uh, Eventually, Yoda reveals himself as Yoda, and he tells Luke, I'm not going to train you. You're impatient. You're too whiny, and you're quick to anger. You're too much like your father. You're too impulsive. You're looking at the horizon instead of paying attention to where you are and what you are doing. Yeah. I see a robot hand in your future. To which Luke's great counter-argument is like, but come on! And then Obi-Wan shows up and he's like, but I was a bitch too! (laughs) And remember, he says that as if he's not partially responsible for everything that's happened. (laughs) Yeah, remember I grew out of my reckless phase and went right into my maiming my students phase. (laughs) Right? The natural course of Jedi. What do you want? (laughs) So eventually Yoda reluctantly agrees to uh, train Luke. Because I guess Yoda forgot, oh, that's right, this is the last Jedi ever. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, he's pretty bored. (laughs) (laughs) One assumes. He's probably just hoping to snag a few more free rations out of the back of his ship. Yeah. That PSP is definitely out of batteries. (laughs) (laughs) So, meanwhile, Han and Leia, Chewie, and C-3PO are... Inside the Millennium Falcon, inside the little cave, and it is nesting dolls in this. Yeah, cave. <laughs> it really is. So, uh, and they're trying to fix the Millennium Falcon, just doing a few things here and there. Uh, Han and Leia have a little bit of a moment where he comes onto her pretty aggressively. Yeah, I yeah. guess in space, no one can hear you consent. Yeah. <laughs> it's real rough. Well, and, and this, pro- this this is a situation where Han Solo physically will not allow Leia to leave until he has kissed her. Yeah. And he, or uh, she repeatedly says no, and that does not stop him. Uh, this scene, to me, is the blowjob scene from Ghostbusters 1, in that I think you can definitely cut it out, it would have no greater impact on the movie except to make it a little bit better to watch. <laughs> and the only people that would demand it to be put back in would be really angry perverts. <laughs> <laughs> Basically the dregs of 4chan and Reddit. <laughs> like coming out for Or, them. as they are known now, our White House cabinet. <laughs> 2017's gonna be... Oh boy. Just a stellar year, you guys. Quit dating the podcast. I can't. It's so attractive. First movie of 2017. This is still Obama's America. I can love freely. First, uh, well, once Trump takes off his first movie, Red Dawn. Because yeah. <laughs> sadly, it will become fact sooner or later. Red That's Dawn. That's true. We gotta, we gotta fucking pay attention to how the Wolverines outsmart the Russians. <laughs> Red Dawn 3, real life. Because <laughs> they did it too, right? Or no, remake? they did a remake of oh. it where it's 
where it's yeah. uh, the bad guys are. Uh, it was originally supposed to be China, yeah. and then it was North then, Korea, and then China was like, "Hey, you can't." We're, we're allies. We watch movies too, you know. <laughs> and then the studio's like, okay, we'll change it to North Korea with a little help from China. Uh, and also, they get by it's... with a little help from their communist allies. <laughs> Try to get high with a little help from their communist allies. Russia won't help them out now. I mean, I now am reflecting on the life of Joe Cocker and how true those words were. <laughs> That's true. He truly... Why did we not listen to the portents of Joe Cocker? Yeah, yeah. He could have told us. Oh. He did. We just wouldn't listen. <laughs> if you put glow sticks in Joe Cocker's hand while he was undulating, <laughs> they actually would have spelled out the key to the future of existence. And the Beatles, by not only covering that song, but also on help trying to teach oh, us that oh. American flag language. Oh, John, Whoa. John, John. It's a Beatles song that Joe Cocker covered. That can't yeah. be true. It's absolutely true. Joe Cocker didn't have like very many original songs. He was mostly known no, for no, covers. No, no, guys, 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 you're forgetting that we're living in the timeline where Biff gave the almanac to himself in the oh, past. Oh, right. I'm oh, sorry. Nice. So that changes a lot of history. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. That I, explains why I was part of Earth, Wind, and Fire there for a little <laughs> bit. I was meaning to ask you, which one were you? Were you Fire with the cool ring? <laughs> as long as you weren't Heart, although Heart had a dope monkey sidekick. No, I was an Earth, Wind, and Fire, the seminal 70s and 80s funk band. Yeah, yeah they I was summoned not a... Captain Planet in their time of need. Oh my god, so much has changed. <laughs> <laughs> that Look old man changed window. everything. <laughs> you, boy, what day is it? Uh, I, I loved growing up watching the real adventures of Donna Summer. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Mama Cass explains it all, right? <laughs> now, accent, that's you're open. You got great ideas tonight, John. <laughs> I would watch your channel. Unfortunately, Ted Turner fucking swooped in before I could get all the rights. He's colorizing my old episode. <laughs> Mama, Mama Cass, Cass explains it all. <laughs> the cinematography was born out of black and white photography. That's all I'm saying. You're really losing something. The skin tones look all wrong. Yeah. Oh, man. I still remember my favorite uh, series, Star Trek, with uh, Captain of Captain and Tennille. Yeah, we put them all in the air, Mark. You're doing great. It was another 70s musician reference. Yeah. It's not my fault that you uneducated pricks don't know who the captain is. Anyway, let's uh, Rolling Stone this along. All right, I refuse to gather any moss. Let's do this. Rolling Stones uh, gather no more. Uh, buddy, Shut up! Sword, That's don't. a common <laughs> phrase! Man. Well, no, it's not that. I'm smart! <laughs> so he's just, every time he yells, he threatens us with his empty beer bottle. Yeah, right. It is a alcoholic ginger beer bottle! <laughs> I am a man! <laughs> uh, so, uh, future generations, if you're curious, this is how we died. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna be like the Christopher Marlowe's of our time, unappreciated and unknown. But in a hundred years, they're gonna have questions about our fates. <laughs> <laughs> and and it, let it be known, we were all murdered with ginger beer bottles. <laughs> Just one ginger beer bottle. I've only had one. <laughs> That's what makes it so scary, Mark. <laughs> uh, so. 
Han and Leia are on the Millennium Falcon yeah. inside a cave when weird bat creatures attack the ship. Yeah. They go out there, take care of business, and when an errant blaster bolt hits the ground and the entire cave shakes, they real Han Solo realizes that Wait a minute. No, Grounds no, aren't supposed to no. shake. He thinks that and then goes, well, I'm going to shoot it. So we'll try it again. <laughs> Whoa, once, again. Yeah, because he's a scientist and he knows that once is an anomaly, yeah. twice is a pattern, three times is you're definitely in the bowels of a giant space slug. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. What I like is like the errant like uh, Chewbacca blast hits the inside of this thing's uh, body or whatever, and it's like, oh, shakes. In uh, proportion to the fact that it was an errant blast. But when Han Solo actually shoots it, it's like way more fucked up. Well, because up. that way the creature knows he did it on purpose. <laughs> right. <laughs> Plus, I love that like a couple of errant blaster blasts and the creature freaks the fuck out, but a giant Millennium Falcon landing in its stomach yeah, and it's whatever. been fine with it up until whatever. this point. Yeah. <laughs> Not to mention all the bats that live inside. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> the Minox. Yeah. Uh, and so they get into the ship, turn around, and start zipping out through the hole. They're like, oh no, the cave's collapsing. It's not a cave. It's a giant sock puppet yeah. that lives inside an asteroid. <laughs> big sock puppet. But what I love is that it's clearly trying to eat the Millennium Falcon, and it goes way out of its way and expends a lot of energy for what is proportionate to it a crumb. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> A metal crumb, by the way, which cannot be digestible. Yeah. I mean, you there's ass- no way. You assume it eats rocks, right? One would assume. Yeah. But you know what happens when you assume? We all get candy. Moving on. Sweet. Ooh, I love candy. I want to assume more. <laughs> what kind of candy do yeah. I get, Jones? You get it when you leave. Is it a Sumio's? <laughs> I'll on. get you some I'll of. Be right uh... back, guys. I gotta get my candy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Mark is actually leaving, thus <laughs> continuing the bit way longer than it needs to go. He's probably going to come back with some of Luke Skywalker's fucking Twix rations. Right. Guys, my Which he totally has. More beer. Oh, nice. <laughs> Top quality. <laughs> Clearly Luke is on Dagobah. This is going to get edited. <laughs> uh, Luke is on Dagobah, and he is being trained by Yoda and the Jedi arts, which near as I can tell... Uh, it means Be just upside down for a while. It's, it's run around a lot. Telekinesis and running. <laughs> Carry me, bro. <laughs> Flip a whole bunch while you're at it. Yeah. Just get the juices flowing, I yeah. guess. It, well, it's like a battery when it's still got a little bit of juice left and you shake it real good yeah. and it makes your Walkman play for another five minutes. Oh, you know what I used to do? I would take the batteries out and I would lick each end of the battery and then because put it back in. Because they were delicious. Yeah, but then the water conducts more electricity. They would work a little longer. You're I supposed to heat them up uh, a little bit in a toaster oven. <laughs> These all sound like terrible ideas. No, nah, my uh, great grandpa used to heat up his wow. toaster oven. <laughs> With age comes wisdom. Yeah, precisely. <laughs> precisely, sir. It always worked for him. Look, all I'm trying to say is lick your batteries, guys. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. For me, or, in the late 90s. Or put them in the toaster. <laughs> But make sure it is on the light setting. Oh, yeah. And you're no, gonna set wanna... it to battery, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta preheat it, <laughs> but it's fine. So, uh, Luke and Yoda take a brief break, and Luke noti- uh, notices a little weird dark area of Dagobah, and Yoda's like... It feels like, like a cold presence in it. Right, and Yoda explains them that the dark side is very powerful in this area, and you have to go in there. And Luke's like... All right, and Yoda says, "Don't bring your weapons." And Luke's like, 
I'm totally bringing my weapon. Well, because I've known you for a day. Half of that day, you were pretending to be a senile, crazy person. You did not do a good job of establishing trust, Yoda. And then, when he gets into the dark place, he's attacked by a lightsaber wielding Darth Vader. So, I mean, God help him if he didn't take his weapons. (laughs) That's true, because Yoda specifically says, you know, Luke asks what's in the cave. Yoda says, only what you brought with you. So, Luke, being the gracious host, brought his own Darth Vader. Yeah, right, right. And then fought it. Well, because you don't want to get to Dagobah, find out there's no Darth Vader, and then get resentful of yeah. the person now, you You're going to have to so. spend so many movement points to get back to wherever Darth Vader actually is. <laughs> the worst. So, so Luke is accosted by a slow-motion Darth Vader. He draws his lightsaber, Darth Vader draws his. There's a very brief fight that ends with Luke just cutting off Darth Vader's head with a flash of uh, sparks. Sparks go everywhere. And then the head rolls over and the mask blows up and what's inside Darth Vader's helmet? Luke's face. Luke's face. It is just like the ending of 2001 A Space Odyssey. (laughs) It's also like... There's a giant neon vagina flying through space. It's also the hardest boss in uh, Zelda Ocarina of Time. When Darth have, Vader? No, when you, when, you have to, when you have to fight your mirror guy. When you have to fight the other guy. Oh, man. Okay, so let me just get this straight. The hardest combat encounter in uh, Ocarina of Time is when you fight a guy. No, it's... Hey, it's cool. The Skalutas? All right, first of all, I think we know who didn't finish the Water Temple, John. Because <laughs> you fight the other Link and he has all your powers and he does all the oh, things. Oh, I'm sorry, you mean... Shadow Link. Yeah. I don't know this mirror Link <laughs> we were talking about before. But I could sh- only assume he was a Link that sprang fully formed from the face of the mirror. Yeah. Shadow. Yes, he's Whoa. a Link from the past. <laughs> oh. oh. I did. Well, anyway, somebody, anyway, somebody wake up this Link because it's time for more podcast. <laughs> buddy, buddy, you fell asleep. There's more podcast. <laughs> Shadow Luke is dead. <laughs> so uh, Luke uh, realizes... Luke takes this as a, as a possible reading of the tea leaves of what he could become if he's not careful. A giant robot man. With no oh, head. Oh, shit. Well, that explains what that was then. Yes. <laughs> uh, did you get confused and think that that was actually Darth Vader? <laughs> no, no, and no. the rest of the movie just didn't make any sense because he's like, well, they killed the Empire. <laughs> I just had no idea what he was supposed to learn from that. <laughs> That age-old lesson of let he who decapitates Darth Vader take his place among the Emperor's chosen people. This movie has a lot in common with the Chronicles of Riddick. You no, mean, it yeah. doesn't. And there's what? bats when they're in the dark place. I got unreasonably mad at you, <laughs> you just now. <laughs> and if you kill them, uh, he takes over. So. Yeah, this this movie does have a fucking CGI Dame Judy Dench in it. <laughs> Fuck, I can't wait for Starbucks to show up later. <laughs> wait, that's in just Riddick. That's the third okay. of the <laughs> of the Riddick movie. Yeah, and, and the title is Just Riddick. Yeah, Just Riddick. <laughs> uh, Darth Vader has a little meeting with the Emperor. And the Emperor's like, hey man, guess what? Luke Skywalker's your son. And he's like, ah, that doesn't... shit. Well, what I love is Darth Vader says, well, I don't understand... How is that possible? The Emperor just said, search your feelings. Search your feelings. Which is not an answer to his question at all. Right, especially because at the end of Revenge of the Sith, he's like, where's Padme? Where are my kids? And he's like, you killed them. 
And he's like, well, I guess I'm going to be mad forever now. And now he finds out that at least one of his kids is alive. Luke, Luke Skywalker, uh, still played by Mark Hamill at this point in the film. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, on Dagobah, which is, oh, I forgot to mention Dagobah, Swamp Planet, not Ice Planet. Very yeah, important. Cool. Very swampy. <laughs> yeah. Very good distinction to make there. Yeah. Um, some of it's George Lucas's pool. And um, <laughs> for pickup shots. <laughs> also very swampy. Yeah, so basically Vader is like, oh, if we can turn Luke to the dark side, he'd be a great ally. And the Emperor's like, ooh, that's a good idea, because then I can replace your dumb robot ass. <laughs> yeah. uh, meanwhile, uh, Han and Leia uh, get out of the space slug, but they're still under pursuit by the Empire. Uh, so they try to use the hyperdrive. It doesn't work. So in a quick thinking bit of maneuvering, they attach themselves to the back of a Star Destroyer uh, and zip off the radar and then just drift away with the trash. Yeah. Uh, in the meantime, on that very self-same Star Destroyer, uh, Darth Vader has assembled a collage of bounty hunters. A menagerie. A, col- a collage of bounty hunters. A collage. Yes. He yeah. cut them out of magazines. And he uh, posted them on a poster board. Exactly. That's what I saw. Yep. What is the, uh, what, what would be the uh, the term for a group of bounty hunters? A coterie? Uh, no, it would uh, be a... pride a, of bounty hunters? It's a decoupage of bounty hunters. <laughs> a decoupage of bounty hunters. <laughs> we all know yeah. this. Yeah. Uh, but he assembles the best and the brightest in the galaxy, including uh, IG-88. A, a skinny robot. A skinny espresso yeah. robot. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dengar, who seems to wear toilet paper as a hat. <laughs> and Boba Fett, a.k.a. the most incompetent bounty hunter there has ever existed in the galaxy. He does literally one thing right in all the movies he's in. And it's coming up. Yeah. But he's got a cool helmet. Oh, he's the best action figure, don't get me wrong. Yeah. <laughs> And he's got a jetpack. He's got a jetpack and a cape. That's a tricky combo to pull off. (laughs) So basically Han's idea is that we're stuck to the back of the Star Destroyer. They're going to make a jump to hyperspace. Before they do, they're going to expel all of their trash and we'll just float away and find a place to hide out. Uh, So Han and Leia are kind of flipping through a fucking space catalog of places to hide out, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, your typical places, Cabo... Um, the Azores, you know, stuff like that. Sure, yeah. anywhere that doesn't have an extradition treaty, yeah. I guess Venezuela is on the list. Yeah, the Cloud yeah. City of Bespin. Wait a minute, what was well, that last the, one? The, the Cloud City of Bespin. Is there a Lando Calrissian on that Cloud City? Well, perchance? since uh, our little uh, encyclopedia on the computer shows the mayor uh, of please, each place, please, please, Patrick, it's a Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> Powered by fandom. For the fans. Is that why Han had to read everything he saw on the screen to Leia? Because she couldn't interpret the Wookiee? Well, no, it's why every screen took four minutes to load. <laughs> well, I think what the, what really slowed him down is Han kept finding links to other things he was interested in. <laughs> Boba Fett. Ooh, Django Fett. Ooh, Slave One. Ooh, Kamino. Ooh, Obi-Wan Kenobi. Ooh, Qui-Gon Jinn. Ooh, Yoda. Oh, Jedi Council! Oh, Yaddle! <laughs> oh, wait. Uh, oh, wait. All, all entries on Wikipedia, if you are there long enough, lead to Yaddle. <laughs> <laughs> the weird fucking skinny lady Yoda with well-coiffed hair. Nice! Uh, and so, um, 
So anyway, they discover, uh, much to the delight of the audience, that they have found a system that is controlled by Lando Calrissian, the best Star Wars character ever. Yeah. Uh, and an old friend of Han Solo. A scoundrel, you'd yeah. like him. Yeah, and so they, uh, they uh, drift off with the trash, and as they leave, we see that Bob- a ship, we don't know it's Boba Fett's ship, just a ship, follows him. Uh, we know it's Boba Fett's ship. Yeah. Well, like it cuts movie. into the cockpit and oh, it's Boba Fett. Afterwards. Yeah, yeah, that's right. You cut into his Boba yeah, Fett. Now, so this is the one thing that Boba Fett has ever done right in his entire life, and it is being with the garbage at the right time. <laughs> yeah. What was he doing in the garbage all that time? If he knew that the Millennium Falcon had, like, pulled this weird switcheroo, why wouldn't he just say, hey, guys, look directly behind you. There's a Millennium Falcon stuck on your back. That's why all the jocks have been kicking you in the hallway. <laughs> but instead, he's like, you know what I could go for? Some trash. Yeah. <laughs> Let me take my ship down to some trash. Maybe there's some Thai leftovers someone threw out. <laughs> yeah. Well, and you know, like, the Krispy Kreme, they double bag the donuts when they throw them out. <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's, on, it's, on oh, an imperial, no. it's on an Imperial Star Destroyer, so they cut open the bag and put in spoiled yogurt. <laughs> yes. like, Although, I just would like to point out, we just found out a lot about Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> Luke and Yoda are continuing to train. Luke gets a premonition uh, that something bad is gonna go down on the cloud city of Bespin. And he's like, Yoda, I gotta go. And Yoda's like, if you go, you're gonna turn to the dark side. And he's like, oh well. Yeah, Luke is gonna risk yeah. it because he's lost, much like Leia, he has lost what he believes to be his family. And he has discovered a new family in the Rebel Alliance, and he doesn't want to lose them too. Right, and he has this vision of them, uh, in a fight of some kind, he doesn't really... It's unclear. Even the ghost of Obi-Wan shows up to tell Luke, like, Luke, you gotta hang out here, you gotta finish your training. The only way to properly serve your friends is to continue your training to become a Jedi, to uphold everything that they have fought for. And Luke, instead, is just like, no, you He's more or less like, old people smell bad. (laughs) (laughs) And I don't like snake soup as much as you think, Yoda. (laughs) R2, fire up the converters. (laughs) The geezers have to get back to cribbage. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, Luke uh, decides that he's going to take a risk, but before he leaves, he makes a promise to Yoda that once he's rescued his friends, he's going to come back and complete his training. Right, he will yeah. come back and complete his training. Yeah, like um, everybody who ever took a semester off, he's totally <laughs> going to come back yeah, and he just get needs that to build degree. Up. He just needs to build up some oh, money to yeah. pay down some of those little, loans. Little life experience. Look, man. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna wait tables for for like six months. Just I'm gonna go to bit. I'm gonna go traveling and just kind of clear my head. Yeah. If I don't myself, if I don't do it now, I don't want to wake up in four years and realize I chose the wrong major. Exactly. <laughs> Spoiler alert. You chose the wrong major. Yeah. All of you did. Yeah. All of you. Well, you should have just gone with communication. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so uh, Luke leaves Dagobah behind, and Obi-Wan's like, well, there goes our last hope. And Yoda's like, oh no, oh, there was another. Remember, um, because we have to build up some dramatic tension that Luke Skywalker may die in this confrontation. But right. we all know there's going to be another movie, so let's just plant the seed now that there's another <laughs> last hope. 
Yeah, sweet. <laughs> Meanwhile, uh, Han, Leia, and crew land on Bespin, and they are greeted by Lando Calrissian. Goddamn, just the smoothest motherfucker in the galaxy. Yeah, man. played by the inimitable Billy D. Williams. Now, uh, if uh, if Carrie Fisher was kind of the embodiment of independence and strength, and Harrison Ford was very much the embodiment of charisma. Lando Calrissian, Billy D. Williams is walking, talking, pure charm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He is. He is like just cool. Just absolutely cool. Like, also cool. has a cape that he is totally rocking the oh, shit yeah. out of. Oh, yeah. That cape. He makes that cape work. Yeah. And like he's not doing like dramatic flicks or really no. using it like Dracula. It's just part of who he is. It's part of what he does. Lesser man couldn't wear a cape like that. That's true. Nope, that's right. But he controls a room with it. Yeah. <laughs> he controls a city, John. That's true, because that's the thing that I really do love about Lando Calrissian as a character. It's clear that he has some history with Han Solo and that the two of them were kind of space pirates, kind of smugglers, yeah, we kind know, of scoundrels. Yeah, we find out that Lando was the original owner of the Millennium Falcon and lost it to Han in some kind of gambling uh, situation. It was Sabacc. Right, but it's not said in the movie, so we'll just... But that's what the golden dice are for. They played an idiot's array, which draw the hand so that they both win, so they had to settle the tie with a pair of dice. Uh, we find out that Lando also is <laughs> uh, just a cool motherfucker who runs his own planet free well, of em- free of imperial control. Not only that, but it's a planet that he somehow swindled out of someone else. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> he swindled a planet off of someone. Yeah. <laughs> That's fucking ice cold. It really is. But you like imagine how desperate that dude was in like the card game where he's just like you're do- like you throwing in your pot and then Lando's like nah man all in and the guy's got nothing left he's just like he puts the pulls deep, out the keys the to the planet to his planet he just throws it on the table you want to go double or nothing I'll take your planet as collateral <laughs> uh, uh, all right man whatever I, I, I just give you a chance to earn my planet back <laughs> uh, and yeah takes the dude's planet and is running it union free not only that but he seems to while he does he says you know he has some labor disputes but it seems like he's cleared a lot of them up he's actually running a very successful planet there's no empire he's not part of the mining guild it's completely independent and it seems like like no one seems to be desperately unhappy about the situation no everyone seems pretty cool he's even got his own lobot i mean in the cloud city we have no idea what conditions are like on the ground Ah, uh, there is no ground. It's a cloud planet. <laughs> Clouds don't have ground, you dummy. It seemed like Luke was gonna fall onto something. <laughs> Did it? What was beneath him? He would have just fallen, fallen through, through the planet. <laughs> then the gravity would have slingshot him back, back through the planet again. And that's just his He's just, just back and forth. Just back and forth. Thanks, Neil deGrasse Rooney. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit, that one was so good. <laughs> uh, and so uh, Han and Leia are on Bespin, just kind of taking in the sights. Uh, C-3PO gets a little sidetracked. And then gets blown away so good. 
Yeah, he gets blown up yeah. while none of the other characters around. Uh, he sees someone who has startled him, and that someone has shot him to keep him quiet. It is incredibly satisfying because C-3PO is the Jar Jar Binks of the original trilogy, and it is great to see him get in some kind of pain or dismemberment <laughs> because he is so terribly annoying. But and the problem is he only gets more annoying. That's true. Once they put his head back on his body, he just spends the rest of the movie complaining. Oh, he yeah. doubles down on the whining. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez. Real hard. Uh, so, <laughs> finally, uh, <laughs> Lando is like, guys, look, I just made a deal. It's going to keep the Empire out of here forever. It's going to be pretty great. Let me open this door. Boom. Empire. Darth Vader's here. <laughs> So yeah, he has betrayed his uh, one of his closest friends uh, in order to save his city from the iron grip of the Empire. Who arrived there just before Han and Leia did. Right, it's not like Han and Leia landed and he's like, oh shit, I should call the Empire on these jabronis. No, like, he was in a very tough situation and he made the responsible, grown-up decision. It's the hard decision, it's tough. It's thankless. It's yep. get you strangled by a Chewbacca later about it. But it's the right move to make. <laughs> but whatever. Now Han, Leia, Chewbacca, and Darth Vader have to sit down and have an awkward meal. Yeah. <laughs> well, if you'll notice, there was only a place set for Darth Vader. So I imagine everyone had to sit around and watch him. <laughs> <laughs> Which means he's got I like... hope no one minds. I brought Boston Market. <laughs> I didn't bring enough for everyone. <laughs> Would somebody like my cornbread? I'm not going to eat it. <laughs> He's going to take off his mask and everyone's going to see his gross burnt up face. He's just like slurping up rotisserie chicken skin. Please, it is rude to stare. <laughs> oh, slurping rotisserie chicken skin. I keep forgetting, is the salad fork closest to the plate or farthest from it? It doesn't matter to me. I'm more machine than man. <laughs> I don't even know why I'm eating this food. In fact, I should probably stop and bring you to some torture chambers. I guess I'll just throw it away. Uh, sure, we can give those to some uh, hungry orphans that are just outside. No, throw them away. <laughs> he throws it out the window where the Boston market falls through to the bottom of the planet. <laughs> and then, then it's rushed back up with gravity. The angry orphans are just still slightly out of reach every time it comes back up. And Vader just laughs and laughs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Truly this is a carnival of delights For a dark lord of the Sith uh, The Dickensian youth of Bespin <laughs> Who city uh, that we Can you help me reach the Boston market That's floating past me window This is the funny thing I could with my mind But I won't <laughs> <laughs> So Han is tortured um, just the, tortured. The, real, the real chilling thing is he's tortured and he's thrown into a cell with uh, Leia and Chewie and he says they didn't even ask me any questions. Yeah, yeah they just, just literally just tortured Just him. zapped him a bunch of times. Fun. Because uh, they are there just to set a trap for Luke Skywalker as Lando comes in and explains to them. Um, Lando, again, like to his credit, he owes them nothing. But he goes down to their cell and tries to explain what's going on. And he made a deal that uh, Chewie and Leia can stay on Cloud City under his supervision. 
Unfortunately, we're going to have to give Honda the bounty hunter. He doesn't care about anyone except for Skywalker that he's setting a trap for. I'm sorry, my hands are tied. This is all I can do is keep you informed. Right, and then he immediately walks out and Darth Vader's like, Um, I want you to send the girl and the Wookiee to me. And he's like, but you said that I could keep them. He's like, shut up. Well, he actually has one of the greatest fucking lines of all time. I am altering the deal. Pray I don't alter it further. Yeah, it's pretty fantastic. Because if there's one thing that Darth Vader is, he he knows how to fucking shut down a conversation. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> it is the constant either... force chokes. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I don't think we've really touched on this, but he has gone through like four admirals yeah. in the course of this movie by just force choking them. Well, well they just they keep, keep letting him down. Yeah. That's true. I'm that's... really disappointed in myself. That's not counting the admirals he sent to their deaths in the asteroid field hunting yeah. for the Millennium <laughs> Falcon. Uh, he's... <laughs> Yep. There's a part where he's talking to three. You see a, a star destroyer pass through and like a big explosion on it, and you see three holograms of people he's talking to, and one just disappears. One just disappears because he's dead now. Yeah. Well, no, he looks to the left very surprised. He looks yeah. to the left and tries to like shield his yeah. face with his arm, <laughs> and then he's gone. And then a uh, fucking like peon is just like, "Hey, uh, we got the emperor on the phone," and Darth Vader's like, "Whoa, move this ship out of the asteroid field because I want to send a clear yeah. transmission." Well, he's got to get the periscope up. Yep. <laughs> Submarine stayin', stayin', jokes. Saying fucking hip with the youth and our Submarine Periscope jokes. <laughs> We're doing great, y'all. Yeah. Even though periscopes are for visual, not for audio. <laughs> the way it's you true. use them. Yeah, the proper way, you mean? Nice. Put your ear up like a stethoscope. <laughs> Hear the sweet, soothing sounds of the sea. Yeah. Stethoscopes yeah. hang down on a rope. Maybe yours do. No, all of them do. <laughs> <laughs> like, like that it's on a rope? Yeah, it's like too. soap on a rope. Is that what Yes. It is? <laughs> it's a rope? It's a tube. Yeah. All right, is it tube. a tube or a rope? It's a tube made of rope. <laughs> I'll be honest with you, I have no idea how a stethoscope works. I'll be uh, honest with you, I am loving this stethoscope <laughs> material. <laughs> I've been working on this for a few years, guys. Yeah. I hadn't wanted to debut it, uh, but... Uh, I guess no, cat's I mean, out even, of the bag now. Even in its unfinished state, I can see great potential <laughs> in this. I mean, what's the deal with a stethoscope? If you put the things in your ears and yell into it really loudly, it hurts. Is it a rope? <laughs> Is it a tube? I don't know. Who are the ad wizards who came up with this one? <laughs> <laughs> Why can't civilians just buy stethoscopes? I think we can. Not, Not without a license. Thanks, Obama. <laughs> No, I'm pretty sure we can. Yeah, you got a seven-day waiting period because of the liberals. <laughs> Everyone knows. But I these... gotta hear stuff now. <laughs> these these uh, stethoscope control laws are ridiculous. You know I had to go to a stethoscope show to buy mine. And here's the thing: it's just the city folk don't understand because they've got doctors with stethoscopes. Me out in the country, if people are breaking into my house with heart conditions and I need to hear that. <laughs> Right now, it's 30 minutes for the sheriff to yeah. show up. By then, I won't have to hear anything. <laughs> you always want to have a stethoscope and not need it, then need it and not have it. That's Look, so guys, true about ste- stethoscopes. Stethoscopes don't kill people. At all. Guns kill people. <laughs> 
<laughs> Moving on. Uh, Luke arrives on Bespin, uh, and like within seconds is like being shot at by stormtroopers. Well, and he's being as uh, the Han and Leia, and you know Han has been frozen in carbonite. Uh, right before which he confesses, or Leia confesses her love for Han, and he's just like, I know, you dummy. <laughs> like Direct <great>. quote. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was improv on the set. No, true, no. Uh, but he's frozen in carbonite, which is kind of like being made into a coffee table, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, carbonite it, coffee table is very that I don't, popular. I really don't understand. Uh, they make it very clear in the dialogue that they've never frozen people before. But the hole to go down in the freezing chamber is exclusively people-sized. <laughs> yeah, but the hole is also a great big circle and for whatever reason gives you, like, Hershey bar discs of stuff. Like, my question is, like, what are they freezing if not people? Gas? You can't freeze gas! Sure you can! <laughs> Liquid nitrogen! Gets frozen. No. No, uh, it's pretty clearly liquid. But it's nitrogen. <laughs> it's neither. But it's nitrogen, which is a gas. It's neither frozen, which would be a solid, but, or, or gaseous. But nitrogen's a gas. It is a gas. Well, it's an element. But it hasn't been solidified. It's liquefied. Yeah, it's a liquid. liquid. Yeah. It's on its way to being a solid. You think that basically if they just left it in the refrigerator for yes. another day, it would become... Yes, liquid. John. Yes. Oh. <laughs> Nitrogen. Nitrogen I went. I went to at least four grades, and I yeah. know a little bit about science, yeah. John. We just okay. have acting degrees. This guy's got a comedy degree. Yeah, I think I know a little bit more about how gas works. Yeah. I am a comedian. I am well versed in the properties of gas. So they they've frozen Who the hell knows what they freeze in that thing? I can't imagine. I don't know either. I guess they're perishables. Gas. God damn it. That's what they mine there. <laughs> they do mine gas. Great, solid podcast. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> Problem solved. Please stop hitting me. <laughs> so Luke and Darth Vader finally come face to face, and it's a battle for the ages. It's a old ro- <laughs> It's old robot man versus young stupid kid. <laughs> The only fight that could top old robot man and old man. (laughs) (laughs) The lightsaber fight in this movie is a lot better. It is emotionally satisfying. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, the actual fight choreography is a little better. It's a little quicker. It's a little more varied than just old people lunging forward by mistake. Yeah, it's better than the Obi-Wan Vader fight. And it's better edited, too. Right. The Obi-Wan Vader fight is much more of a battle of wits, I guess. Because they do a lot more time talking than they do sword fighting in that fight. And what I love is that, uh, you know, Vader is expending the least amount of energy possible just to keep Luke kind of at bay. Because his goal isn't to kill Luke. It's to get him into the freezing chamber so that he can bring right. him to the so Emperor. Right, so him and take him to the Emperor. So he's just like one-handedly just kind of nonchalantly deflecting and parrying all of his attacks. Just moving uh, him around, yeah. Although what I don't understand is so he pushes him into the carbon freezing chamber and he's like, well, that was easy. And he flips the little carbon switch and he's just like, well, I guess you're a big dumb weakling, idiot. And Luke kind of like force jumps out of it yeah. and climbs on some scaffolding and Vader's like, ooh, that's impressive. Then Vader lunges and misses at him, and then is like, ooh, most impressive. You did a great job of me missing. Yeah. 
Then Luke uh, shoots like a face full of exhaust into him, and he goes, bah! <laughs> And Luke just like basically body checks him off of the yeah. edge. Yeah. Uh, he gives him the old Chris Chelios special. <laughs> uh, so Vader has disappeared into the ether of Cloud City, and Luke, uh, very, very smart actually, decides... If there's no body, there's no death. I gotta confirm my kill. Yeah, that's Vietnam right. rules. And he travels further into kind of the weird bowels of Cloud City. It's not the architecture is very unclear. There are a lot of hallways that go to strange places. There's that lots are of giant wind tubes, ornately decorated. Yeah, yeah, and, well, and like there's a giant like like shark fin. Airplane wing sort yeah. of like structure it's jutting in out into the middle of the giant endless wind too. Yeah, it's it very strange. Um, I mean, it's there because the script says so. Yeah, right. It's there because Ralph McQuarrie's drawing says so. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Luke is still looking for Vader. Everything's very quiet, and then he suddenly starts to hear that telltale Vader breath. Uh, and he's like, oh, shit, it's a Vader. And Vader's just like, what am I doing? I got the force. I'm going to throw a, an entire room <laughs> worth of stuff at this dumb He throws kid. a crate and barrel catalog at the kid. <laughs> yeah, just right. like, it's end tables and books. Which is funny, because a lot of it like hits him, but doesn't knock him down. So it's really not that serious his stuff. So it really is just insults. He's throwing like telephone right. books. Well, and and the thing is, like, like, You're a throws, shitty little kid. Here's my stuff. He uses the force to throw like a thing at him, and Luke... Very ineffectually, like, yeah, yeah. Like, he clearly didn't play little league baseball as a child, and then Vader's just like, "Oh shit, are you? Oh my god, are you really that bad? You can't be that bad. Let me let me throw a couple things at you, buddy. No, it's okay. You got it. Meanwhile, Vader's (laughs) pulling a fucking Gatsby. Look at my shit speech. Throwing shit at him left and right. Uh, And eventually, just like launches Luke out of a window. Into the endless uh, wind tunnel of Bespin. That has a very thin catwalk that Luke is trapped on the wrong side of. There's right. no escape. It is a dead end that only leads to just a bottomless pit. Meanwhile, uh, Leia and Chewie are stopped by Lando, who basically realizes kind of that he screwed his friends over and he gets Lobot and his Cloud City like cops to. Uh, free them basically from the stormtroopers. Yeah, because it's become clear to Lando at this point that the Empire actually has no intention of upholding their end of the bargain, and they are in fact going to invade Cloud City. Yeah, and make it part of the Empire. So, right, and so he uh, after orders being, an evacuation. Yeah, and cuts briefly everybody choked. Loose. Yeah, briefly choked by Chewbacca. Because his friends are rightfully angry at him. Right, that he has betrayed them, and they have no reason to trust him whatsoever. But he says, "You know what?" I get it. You're mad at me. Those are grown-up emotions that we can definitely deal with. But we've got to free Han. There's still time. I know where the landing platform is, but we got to go now. And they almost get there in time just quickly enough to see Slave One fly away with Han off to go see Jabba the Hutt. And now they have to fight their way through to get to the Millennium Falcon. And goddamn, Leia is just kicking all kinds of fucking ass in this fight. Leia is... Putting dudes down left and right. Yeah. And, like, good, like, center mass, like, body shot, like, heart shot. Yeah, Except there's... for that one dude she shoots squarely in the dick. Well, <laughs> totally had it coming. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair. Oh, it's man. But, yeah, she is. Dick. Yeah, she, Princess Leia is the most accurate 
uh, right. She is yeah. very clear and efficient, and it by is, far. Yeah. And she also doesn't whip the gun like on Solo. <laughs> <laughs> she points and shoots, and remarkably, she's the most <laughs> accurate person and, and in this is, universe. Yeah, she seems to be the only one in this galaxy yeah. who has thought to do that. Yeah. And it makes all the difference. Friends. It, <laughs> it makes really all the does. Well, that's how you become a general. Yeah, <laughs> you aim the gun. <laughs> Uh, but basically, they realize that it's too late to save Han. They need to get to the Millennium Falcon and get off Cloud City before more Imperial troops arrive. Meanwhile, the Bespin citizens are evacuating. They are also getting to their various ships in the chaos and trying to get off planet before the Empire starts. I don't know, like, making them all wear dumb uniforms. Yeah, and whatever the Empire does, I have no idea. It's kind of unclear as to why the Empire yeah, is evil. Yeah. It just sort of is. Except, yeah, they have to make people be in it. Yeah. But we don't know what life is like in the Empire. It totally could be a reasonable time. I mean, it's not, because we've all seen Rogue One, except for Patrick, apparently. I haven't actually seen Rogue One. It's real good. You should check it out. Oh, does that mean life in the Empire is bad? It's pretty rough. It's uh, pretty gross. Yeah. It's pretty rough. It's pretty disgusting. Well, I mean, that you would guess a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, also, like, safe or not, liberty is always more attractive than fascism. Yeah. No, true. Yeah. Uh, great... Uh, Way to make it political, John. <laughs> way to tie, Sorry, dude. Way we, to tie these movies into our current political, socio-political... I mean, we did elect Jabba the Hutt. Yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah. That gross slug creature is definitely Donald <laughs> Trump. I've definitely seen Donald Trump eat a live frog on TV <laughs> I multiple mean, times. You joke, but his victory dinner was at a French restaurant where he had frog leg soup. It's Gosh. not far off. Damn it. <laughs> Does that mean Steve Bannon is Salacious Crumb? Oh god, he would have to be. <laughs> Just on Reddit? Me! <laughs> oh, but the I'm glad we did this now before they take away our free speech forever. <laughs> well, you know, Trump is a famously forgiving individual that doesn't hold grudges whatsoever. He certainly <laughs> wouldn't be petty enough to go after someone from hurting his precious Guys, feelings. guys. We need these tweets. <laughs> the retweets on this could be great. <laughs> so, uh, so uh, finally, Lando and Leia and Chewie uh, manage to escape Cloud City on the Millennium Falcon. They start taking off. Meanwhile, Luke and Vader are having their final confrontation. Vader comes with renewed ferocity. Luke gets a quick shot in on his shoulder, but it's too little, too late. Well, that seems to only serve to make him angry. Yeah. Right, yeah. It he's just, just kind of like... He's just had enough of this fight at this point. Yeah, well, and if your like, stupid kid stabbed you in the shoulder, wouldn't you be mad? Yeah, he's like, and that's like, it, I'm gonna take away your hand. And boy, is he about to make some faces about yeah. it. Yeah. Ooh, boy. Mark Hamill has, puts on a master class of face acting. Yeah, I absolutely scene. love Mark Hamill. He is incredibly talented. He is brilliantly charming. And he's a very warm, friendly individual. But he is about to make a series of faces that the human face was never designed to make. <laughs> it looks like one of those old, like, claymation specials. Like that, that fucking uh, Michael Jackson music video where he turns into the wolf thing. <laughs> Yeah, or like... Uh, the wolf thing. I think it's a bunny, but yeah, I think you know what you're talking yeah. about. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's... it's. Oh, he looks kind of like the Noid from the old Domino's 
commercials if you remember the noise. It looks like someone described to him what frowning might be and that people do it when they're sad. And he's like, I'm going to make that an acting choice. This is how faces go, right, guys? Right? But he does it to, like, the, like, most extreme. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, he commits the hell out yeah, of he, it. He's, yeah, he's... It's a frown extreme. It is like, yeah. <laughs> like, I'm surprised there's not, like, a flying Mountain Dew bottle behind it. <laughs> like, snowboards and stuff like that. It's like an X Games frowning. But anyway, the reason for this frown is that uh, Vader says, Look, Obi-Wan never told you what I'm your father. All right, we know this twist. We've all... Yeah. Right. We know this. He's the father. Uh, so Vader reveals that he is, in fact, Anakin Skywalker. He Luke's opens father. up the manila envelope that has the yeah, testing right, right. that Maury did. And yes, Darth Vader, you are the father. Uh-huh. Ooh, I told you! I told you! <laughs> I'm sorry, Maury. I'm going to have to force choke you. <laughs> Tell Connie Chung I loved her. I will not. <laughs> no, man, Vader, Vader fears Connie Chung. <laughs> She's the only interviewer that can make me cry. <laughs> so Luke then has the sudden realization that he's not in a giant wind tunnel. He's just in a really big slide. That's true, because Vader says, Listen, if you join me and turn to the dark side, we are both powerful enough to overthrow the Emperor... Again, echoing what he said to Padme on Mustafar. Yeah. Uh, you know, we can overthrow the Emperor, and then we can rule the galaxy and make things what we want. Mm. And Luke is like, you know what? I'm going to go a different way on that. I'm going to fall off of this giant wind tunnel. <laughs> yes. I'm going to go into a fun slide, and I'm going to enjoy the rest of my Saturday right. afternoon. He, he, sli- he, he hits sort of the walls, falls in, slides a little bit, falls into another slide. Yep. Yeah. And then slides further. Yeah, he's got like a nice like Chuck E. Cheese yeah. Discovery Zone <laughs> tube situation going on. And then he ends up on like a rung of a ladder at the very bottom it's of like the city. It's like an upside down antenna that he like a TV yeah. antenna that yeah. he's yeah. he is on. dangling outside of the cloud city. Below him is nothing but endless cloud, Patrick. Endless. I mean, cloud. It's, it looked well, like and that floating rocks. Boston market. That's yeah, going back and forth. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and he reaches out for Ben Kenobi, uh, who does not respond because he told him he would not help yeah. him if he left Yoda. Uh, and then he switches tactics and he reaches out to Princess Leia. Uh, who hears him, and she's like, I know where Luke is, and they go back, and they save him and pull him in, and then they uh, attempt to escape Cloud City while being uh, chased by Imperial ships, and when they hit the hyperdrive that Cloud City was supposed to fix, it is not fixed. They told me they fixed it! They told me they fixed it! Uh... It's not my fault! Um, And it's great. And then finally, R2-D2 does what R2-D2 does best, Penetrates another computer and makes it do his bidding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because the Empire has disabled the hyperdrive, not removed or sabotaged, just, just turns the off switch. Yeah, just hit that. And R2-D2 just turns it back on. Uh, hey boss, you want to start maybe for like a nah. tracking device in this, just in case they... No! Nah. Just turn just it off! Just turn it off! I mean, it's, just, it's just last time we put in a tracking device and that seemed to work nah, out pretty well. Nah, I just... Whoa, whoa, whoa! Do I look like I'm made of tracking devices? <laughs> no, sir, no, sir. Tracking devices don't grow on trees, sir, TK402. You're right. you're right, I'm sorry, sir. I just, I need this job for the health insurance. Very well. Oh, man, that guy got force choked. Sure did. <laughs> 
Thank you for adding that visual narration. <laughs> well, otherwise, the listeners may have thought Mark was just having a seizure. <laughs> oh, he still is. Those are not mutually exclusive ideas. <laughs> Guys, now we're just making noise. <laughs> this is not great podcasting. Isn't it, though? <laughs> I mean, when you break it down, aren't we always just making noise? <laughs> So Luke, Leia, Lando, and everyone on the Millennium Falcon escapes finally. They get yeah. into hyperdrive. Uh, Lando, uh, they get back to the, to the Rebel Rendezvous point. Lando takes Vader has seen the ship make the jump into light speed. He very grumpily marches off the deck to go into his room to blast some Morrissey. Yeah. He's so sad. Oh, man. And they give Luke a bitchin' new human hand that looks completely human. And the question that I have at this point is why doesn't Vader have completely human Because he has parts? lost so much that it's just not worth it. Plus, it's you got to remember, he got that. his robot body like 50 years ago. Yeah, but couldn't it's he get like an upgrade? Years. It's like 18 years. Nah. And couldn't yeah. he have gotten Luke's an not 50 years old. <laughs> when we not? leave... No, I don't understand. He's got that sweet white beard. <laughs> That's Obi-Wan Kenobi. Nah. Uh. Ray finds him on that planet looking at seagulls, and he's got that cool fucking beard, right? Yeah. Okay, John. Good to know you. Uh, <laughs> oh, I need... guess, I mean, like, the, the grander point is that he was also thrown together by the Empire, which is all about efficiency. They don't sure. care about the human side of things. So they're uh. like, whatever, just throw him in a fucking gas mask. I don't care. <laughs> Can he still force choke people? Then it's fine. Yeah. Oh, man. That is so, a rough healthcare plan. Yeah. Oh, are you surprised that Emperor Palpatine, Dark Lord of the Sith, doesn't care about your feelings? <laughs> yeah, a little, actually. Seems like a nice guy. Yeah. When I voted for him to be senator of wherever, I really agree. <laughs> Naboo! He was the senator of Naboo! <laughs> And now, it is time for Bullet Points. Bullet Points! And we are back with our first Bullet Point, Body Count! Body Counts. John, what do you think the body count of this movie is? Pretty low. I mean, we've got that opening battle on Hoth and uh, a little bit of an ending skirmish on uh, Bespin, the Cloud City. I'm going to say about... 250. Patrick, body count. Hmm. I'm, I'm on a low ball. I'm going to go like 75. Ooh, Patrick is closer. The confirmed body count is 44. Yeah. I think this is the first body count we haven't yelled at. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a pretty accurate body count. Um, they do take out a couple ATATs that I assume have more crew than like the three guys yeah, they show. In the front. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that for the most part, that body count's pretty accurate. Well, I don't know. It does look like the ATAT may be filled with fireworks. <laughs> No, that's just their fun one for the celebration <laughs> after they win the battle. No, they stopped in Indiana on the way and picked up illegal fire. Guys, war. guys, it's tax-free here. It's tax-free. <laughs> yeah, they got the ones that shoot up in the sky. <laughs> All right, well, moving on to our next bullet point, best kill. Best kill! Patrick, best kill. I'm going to go with the grenaded AT-AT. <laughs> I like it a lot. He just kind of reverse repels up to it. 
<laughs> and throws a grenade in, and the entire AT-AT comes down. It's really satisfactory. It's like three, it's the size of maybe like four or five tanks, but it's destroyed in the same way that you would destroy the same shitty World War One tank. <laughs> yeah, well, because the Empire seems to be really great, because the armor is too strong for blasters. Yeah. But there's one panel underneath <laughs> the belly of it, where if you throw one grenade, uh, it sets off a chain reaction yeah. that blows up. They do not learn their lesson, ever. Ever. <laughs> that one weakness thing. They, they're sure that no one's ever going to find it. Well, you know, they're real into, like, fucking, like, zen architecture. If it yeah. doesn't have a flaw, it's not complete. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I do love that Luke repels up at least, like, 200 feet yeah. into the belly of this thing, cuts it open with his lightsaber, throws the grenade in, and then just plummets to the ground. Yeah. yeah, dude, it's snow. It'll break your fall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like a big pile of leaves. Yep, that's right. <laughs> Oh, John, best kill. Uh, my best kill has to go to uh, Admiral Ozzel, who is the first admiral we see on the Star Destroyer. It's his plan to come out of hyperspace really, really close to the rebel base on Hoth to surprise him, I guess. Uh, and this really pisses off Darth Vader because he's like, that's clearly a fucking dumb plan, you big dumb dummy. We know they have a shield generator. We've seen it from our probe droid. So he uh, calls him up on FaceTime, and Admiral Ozzel's like, oh, everything's going great. Plan's going real well, boss. And He's like, real cocky and arrogant yeah. about it, too. Yeah. And Vader just uses his mind to crush his throat and promote the guy standing next to him. <laughs> Admiral Nadia. Very, no, that's uh, Viet, isn't it? Admiral Piet? Uh, I thought Piet was the last one. No, P- I thought that's Piet. Because he's like, Captain Piet, blah, blah, blah. Don't disappoint me, Admiral Piet. Uh, maybe he is. I don't know. I, yeah, I don't remember. Because yeah. Admiral Piet somehow manages to survive the movie. Well, no, no, no. Because the second one... That, so, Ozzel is the first one, and then Veers is the second one who goes to apologize to Vader. And gets killed. And right. gets killed, and he says, apology accepted, and then promotes Piet is the third admiral who survives the events. Yeah. I think it's Piet all three times. No, no, no! I'm just saying, like he he gives Admiral Piet the promotion the first time. The second time, the other guy's like, "Ah, fucked up. I'm sorry," and he kills him. And then Piet's like standing right there and watches the whole thing, and again has like this look of like, "Fuck, that's gonna be me if I mess up one more time." All right, guys, uh, spool up the movie. We gotta watch it again. (laughs) Spool it up. That's right. Spool it up. Please get the. Uh, uh, 35mm projector back in uh, here. So tired of splicing. Concessions, you're not allowed to leave. We need more popcorn. <laughs> Sweep that shit up. Um, we'll eat the ones that were on the floor. I don't care. Uh, Mark. Yeah, actually, any any of the uh, Imperial Admirable... Uh, Who just get choked, choked to death. death. Yeah. Choked just to death. They're pretty good. <laughs> Mark, best kill. Uh, I'm going to go with C-3PO. Uh, Although this brings up a very uh, important philosophical question Can a droid die? (laughs) He can, uh, but then he's brought back to life life, It's just like the one who gets his head blown off on Tatooine by the the Jabba Oh, the bad motivator Yeah, Yeah. who keeps getting brought back to (laughs) to life life. Well, what's horrifying is they put the head back on him And C-3PO seems to be constantly reliving his final moments Yes, yeah, but it's great because he walks into the room and he's like 
oh, I'm sorry, I didn't know I was in here. And then you, all you see is like you hear a blast, and then the body explode yeah. into like ten pieces. Disintegrate. It's so yeah. great. I love that, and I love that your C-3PO is you just stop breathing through your nose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's no Britishness to it whatsoever. Nope, that's right. Yeah. Uh, I don't. I didn't take the body counts and beer accent class. Yeah, I only admit. I only administer it. Really missing out. <laughs> I just administer the class. I don't. I didn't actually take it. Well, I just got to say that you're you know really missing out on some real great impersonations you could be doing right now. George, I will thank you to <laughs> not chastise Mark anymore. No, I'm sorry. You guys want to watch uh, more American Graffiti? Oh God, my two least least favorite filmmakers are here. <laughs> <laughs> Patrick, I must eat a shoe. You. Eat a shoe, you fuck. I must employ you to watch Grizzly Man again. <laughs> no, it's really good. It's, it's just pretty, it's weird good for a documentary. How'd you how'd you film that uh, that bear attack? Was that CG? I paid a bear to. <laughs> I mean, I guess that's one way to do it. I don't know. I just build a green screen oh. set and send a bear in there. Oh. It's a little less dangerous. I don't know. <laughs> Making funnies out of a person's tragic death. <laughs> and that takes us to our next bullet point best weapon. Best weapon. John, best weapon. Well, I don't really know if this actually counts as a weapon, uh, but I'm going to say the all-terrain uh, attack transports. Ad-ads? Sorry, I lost that one. AT-ATs, as they're mm. referred to by people who are not pure embodiments of mm. all that's wrong with humanity. AT-ATs. <laughs> uh, Damn, I love... he just called you Trump, bro. Oh, shit. <laughs> uh, but I just, I love their design. I love that they're just these giant mechanical war elephants. Uh, and it's just, it's so iconic and so visually interesting. And it's such a brilliant way to kind of top the end of New Hope with that epic space battle is to kind of pivot into a different way of making just this really huge, bizarre land battle. And it's an amazing, uh, they're all done with stop motion animation and then for close-ups like uh, models, but the stop motion is really, really good. Interesting. Yeah. For like 1980, like the stop motion animation good. is fantastic. And the yeah. sense of scale that you get from them is also just terrific. They are giant, imposing weapons. Yes. Oh, yeah. And they kill a lot of people. They do. Yeah. Uh, good call. Good call. Patrick, best weapon. On the exact opposite end of that, I'm going with the gnarly walking stick that Yoda uses to <laughs> beat the shit. <laughs> <laughs> out of R2-D2. That is great. It is that great. is my favorite fight sequence in the movie, the fight <laughs> over the lantern, and Yoda wins handily. What I love is... Just, in, in, uh, 800, 900 years of Jedi training, and he just picks up a stick and smacks it in the face what I love like is nine or ten times. You're, you're referencing it as if it's an entire chapter of the oh. Journal of the Will. <laughs> <laughs> the battle over the lamp on Dagobah. It is the best. <laughs> oh, man. And lo, Yoda did say no. Mine, mine, mine. mine. And oh, to, in the face with a stick. Ah, uh, two of the D2s, though proud house that he was, said beep, beep, bloop, beep, beep, bloop. And held on mightily. 
And thus was their battle a stalemate until cooler hands of Luke prevailed. That's right. Cool hand Luke, Luke. joke. <laughs> oh, Mark. Best weapon. Um, this is a tough one, but I'm going to have to go with... Oh, God. God is a terrible weapon. <laughs> yeah, no. I've seen Raiders of the Lost Ark. I know his wrath. Yeah. It's pretty I mean, good. He melts faces. Yeah, he does what are you talking faces. about? It's yeah, no, right. I'm not being sarcastic yeah. at all. This is just what I sound like. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, that's also fair. It's my yeah. favorite kids in the hall joke. <laughs> uh, Dave I'm, Foley, be my friend. <laughs> I'm going to go uh, Harpoon and Toe Cable from the Snow Spears. Because <laughs> yeah. those are pretty badass. Like, just the idea of, like, that problem-solving ability to be like, all right, well, we can't blast these things away. What are we going to do? Oh, I got it. We got these Toe Cables and Harpoons. Jam them in there. Tangle up those big-ass legs and take them down. Yeah, and it is the only fun thing you can do in Shadows of the Empire for the N64. Uh, but you can also do it in Super Empire Strikes Back. That's true. And uh, Empire Strikes pretty Back much, for the Atari. Pretty much Super every Empire Strikes Back. Oh, shit, oh yeah, yeah, man. Those were the uh, the Super Nintendo had. There was a Super Star Wars, Super Empire Strikes uh, Back, and Super okay. Return of the Jedi, okay. and they were they were insanely difficult and they only loosely based on the movies. <laughs> yeah, like there's a there's an, uh, there's a level in Super Star Wars where Luke has to like. Climb the Jawa Sandcrawler and take and, like, out slaughter and, the Jawa and slaughter <laughs> Jawas and like take down like the flamethrowers and buzz saws that are on the outside. Oh, and I think he's got a lightsaber at this point. Yes, nice. he's got a lightsaber, and there's also there's also like womp rats all over the place. <laughs> Crate Dragon, the whole it's awesome. They're great games, though. Really good visuals Absolutely, for the time. Absolutely, yeah. And the the sound that they got out of the Super Nintendo is just great. It's, yeah, it's, it's real, which good. is very impressive because the sound for the Super Nintendo was not very good, especially compared to the Sega Genesis, yeah. which was known for having like amazing sound capabilities. Great sounds. Yeah, the yeah. the FM synthesizer yeah. on the Genesis got a lot of like really good heavy kind of tones out of it. Yeah. Uh, my favorite part of the Super Star Wars games, though, is if you held either of the shoulder buttons during the opening crawl, it would spin around a whole bunch. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's amazing. I had countless hours. I would rent the game for a weekend just to go, wee! <laughs> Spinning Spin around a whole bunch. <laughs> Although I gotta say, there's a special place in my heart for the super, or I'm sorry, the original Famicom Star Wars, where Luke has black hair, he fights Darth Vader on Tatooine, Darth Vader turns into a scorpion, that scorpion turns into a giant scorpion, and I've never got farther than that. <laughs> because, frankly, that is all I can ever handle in my life. And then he becomes a giant space squid! <laughs> <laughs> oh, moving on to our final bullet point. Is this an action movie? Is this an action movie? John, is this an action movie? Yes, uh, it definitely is. Uh, it, it teeters on the edge of being more of an adventure movie, more so than the other ones, I would say. Uh, but if it wasn't for the brilliant idea of separating the characters so that Luke is pretty... I'm not, not passive, but there's not a lot for him to do on Dagobah other than, like, do hands. series, yeah, it's a series of teaching yeah, scenes. It's, it's close to a montage, but anytime that stuff starts to drag or they've made a dramatic point, they can always cut to what Han, Leia, Chewie, and 3PO are doing, which is always 
being chased or almost killed by something. Right, yeah. Uh, and again, the, the opening action sequence of the Battle of Hoth and that ending skirmish uh, on Bespin, although Bespin doesn't top it in spectacle, it definitely tops it in, like, near miss, like, oh my god, go, 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 go. Like, you're really emotionally wrapped up because the character motives are so clear and they keep coming so close to achieving their objectives and then just not. Yeah, for sure. Uh, it's it's really exciting. Mm. Patrick, mm. is this an action movie? Mm. Mm. I'm I'm leaning more towards no, actually. Because you have the big battle in the beginning, and you're right, there are a lot of chase sequences in the middle, but it uh, it occurs to me that this movie relies a lot more on suspense. There's so many times where you're waiting for something to happen, or you're anticipating something to happen. They're actually using storytelling. <laughs> um, I will say that... And I, will, I agree with you, it's, it's yeah. way more exciting than a lot of the ones we watched up to this point, and it's way more engaging, but I don't know that it's actually more action. I think that this is probably uh, the most competently made Star Wars movie, and I'll say that because uh, your wife, Patrick, never once complained about the screen wipes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Which, oh my god, I have never seen someone become so enraged over the use of a screen wipe hey man. in my life. And she seems to forget that they happen in these movies, <laughs> and then is re-angry all over again every time there's a new one. I say this with all Intended irony. That lady's got standards. <laughs> <laughs> Mark, is this an action movie? Uh, I'm actually going to side with John and say yes, it is an action movie. Only because basically from the start of the film, it's pretty much all action for the first like 30, 40 minutes of it. Like there's a little bit of dialogue obviously breaking things up, but you've got... Luke out and getting beaten up by the Wampa. You've got Han running out trying to find Luke, and there's a kind of a chase against time. Then you've got the ships flying in, the brief little, like, rest before the Battle of Hoth, which is a great sequence. Yeah, it's um, a big battle. Yeah, and, like, once that battle starts, there's no break in the action until the Falcon lands inside the, the, cave, the, of the, the cave of the Ashen. Right, yeah. and it's that's a, a huge sequence, minutes, and it's really yeah. great. Yeah. Plus, uh, it's the first... Good lightsaber fight in Star Wars, uh, chronologically, that is filmed. Like, release order. Right. Um, But yeah, I would say it is an action movie, although I will say it it definitely very, like, close to teetering on that line between action, adventure... Which is a line that all of the Star Wars movies kind of are on, teetering. Right. I mean, you know, you could just as easily say science fiction fantasy and then just be done with it. But I would say, yeah, it's an action movie. Uh, watch it. There's sword fights. There's a little bit of punching. There's a little bit of lasers. There's some explosions. All some good stuff. Lots I like of blasters. It. Yeah, I'm in. My favorite Star Wars movie, hands down, obviously. Yeah, um, I, I think that it's definitely my favorite Star Wars movie as well. And while we're on that, might as well just say final reviews for Star Wars Empire Strikes Back. Patrick. Oh, they totally struck back. <laughs> <laughs> John! That was never in dispute, Patrick. (laughs) Nah, it could have been. They could have struck back like bitches. (laughs) Just episode five, the Empire shrugs and gives The Empire incompetently swats. The Empire, what you gonna do? (laughs) The Empire bogged down in a bureaucratic morass. (laughs) The Empire can't get them on real charges, so getting them for tax evasion. (laughs) Uh, they kapoomed them. Yeah. 
So, John, your final review. I give it five wampas out of five stompas. Oh, all right. Okay. That's the fucking cheat code from uh, Shadows of the Empire. Wampa stompa, and then you get the debug menu. I don't use cheat codes, John. I'm a gentleman. So you never wow. saw the end of that shitty game for dumb people and nerds? I mean, he Yeah, I saw the end it. of it. I beat it like Ow. a real man. Ouch. Whatever. Bazing. And I need so a skip, game genie. Yeah. Skip from the opening battle on Hoth to the end battle on the fucking Skyhook, where you get to be a fucking X-Wing if you put in the right cheat code, and that game is actually worth playing for a half hour you're a monster it's a great game yeah <laughs> and the book's really good too uh, actually the comic is pretty terrific I, I liked the, it a lot I liked the novel the novel was really good I read it I like reading cause reading's for nerds yeah you both suck reading's for nerds yeah I'll have pictures with my novel please right me too Mark final review of Star Wars <laughs> episode 5 The Empire Strikes Back I give it one punch to John Rooney's face out of one punch to John Rooney's face. Ow, my face! It's a 100% right there. For Body Counts of Beer, I am Mark Rosendahl. I am Patrick Bromley. I am R2J Row. And we will see you next time. Fare thee well. Body Counts of Beer is Patrick Suckus Prime Bromley, John Tengar Rooney, and Mark Bosk Rosenthal. Please subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google, pretty much anywhere podcasts are purveyed. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at BodyCountCast, or email us at BodyCountsAndBeer at gmail.com.